I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Kay Janes, and so happy to have you. And as always, I have Shauna Watson here with me this morning. And today... We're going to talk about something that's really relevant in our lives recently, but is something that's been a part of our lives, our whole lives, our own, and then those that we've worked with. And I don't know if we're going to call these the big three or what, but they're definitely big three. And they're three things that if they're present, things are good. If they're not present, things are rough. And what we're going to do today is help you as a parent know how to help your child have these major three things in their life. Shauna, what are those three things. And you brought them up this morning, which I was so grateful for. What are the big three? Yeah. So these are the three things that I'd always, when a client would first come into my office, I would teach them and just say, Hey, these three things have to be present to really want to make progress on your addiction or whatever the problem is. And they are honesty, humility, and accountability. We would just cover them. I'd write them on the board And it was always interesting to watch them kind of do a self-inventory. Okay, do I have that? Do I have that? While I'm also simultaneously looking for that as they're talking and as we go throughout the session. Because if you don't have all three of those, it really doesn't, the person isn't totally ready to change. And that's okay. But really today I feel like is about inventorying your kid and also yourself, which I'm sure we'll get into both of those, but to really be able to get a step back and kind of look at those and see if, if they're present or not. Absolutely. I love those three honesty, accountability, and humility. Right now, a parent might be thinking, well, yeah, those sound great, but how do you make my kid do that? So we'll start with the number one tip that we have for any parent to influence their kid, to have honesty, humility, and accountability in their life. And the number one thing that will, that you'll have to make that happen is those three things have to be in your own life. Mm-hmm. Number one, kids can see through anything. And I had a conversation last night with a client and we were talking and this client has had a really hard time trusting people throughout their entire lives. And they have good reason not to trust. They have been through some rough stuff and adults have done horrible things to them, have been dishonest, have done. And this client asked an amazing question like, well, how am I supposed to know if I can trust someone? And that conversation actually came around this. He said, well, so far... What have you experienced here around those three things, actually? That's what's interesting about this that came up is, have we been honest with you? Yes. Have we been accountable around what we do and how? And he's like, yeah. And I said, are we humble? And that one he was kind of like, because, I don't, you know, like, John, you said this earlier, that humility is not necessarily something everybody understands. Yeah, because that's the first thing is you think, do I have those? You have to kind of look at each one. Like, what is that? What does that look like? And I was reading this week, um, a few days ago, actually, that humans have an incredible capacity to delude themselves. Like, we're really good at that. To be dishonest about yourself to yourself. Yeah, and we don't do it on purpose. We're well-intended, but we just kind of, or even about our kids. There's been times, even conversations with you where you've helped me see, oh my gosh, this was right in front of me and I didn't even see it. And yeah. I, you know, kind of been able to, we just delude ourselves as parents when it comes to our kids, especially. Okay, so a way to assess this about yourself and about your kids is actually way more simple than someone might think. It just turn each one of those words into a question. 
All right, and there's a handful of questions you can create around each one. But accountable, you start with that one. How accountable have I been with my actions and the results they're producing? So if you're thinking about your own kid and you want to know if you've had a hand on that, think about that question is what results are you getting? What kind of interactions are you getting with your kids and how accountable are you being with your role in that? Which automatically adds the honesty piece, right? How honest am I being about the things I'm saying, the things I'm doing? And one of our favorite questions, how do other people experience me? And the other one, how do other people experience themselves when they're with me? I see when parents are really struggling and having a hard time, it's almost impossible to look at those honestly, those questions. Um, I'll have parents that will report to me how their kids are doing. And then my kid did this, my kid did this. And then the kid will come back and I'll be like, well, how was the trip home? Or how was this? How was your talk with your mom? And they'll say, well, my mom said this, or my mom did this. And the kid's not lying. And then when they tell me what mom said or did, or dad said or did, and then I go back and listen to what the parent told me how the weekend went. It was like, oh, well, no wonder your kid was ornery. No wonder your kid didn't want to talk. No wonder your kid reacted. You didn't tell me what you said before that. Yeah. And just to clarify for people who may not know, I think you're not talking about that the parent didn't do it perfectly. It's that the parent wasn't living in integrity. Yes. With, yeah. Yeah. Yep. The parent, well, and the parent too, I... I've, I don't know about you. I've never watched myself in a mirror get angry. <laughs> you know, I have no idea what that looks like. I, and I think we forget that. You know, we talk about the, how much of communication is nonverbals. Well, a parent could ask the right words and it come out the wrong way. Right. You know, so yes, honesty, accountability. So any kind of assessment you want to do around this is first ask those kind of questions. Um, how humble am I being? What does humility actually mean? If you're doing any of this, you're on the right path. And this is how it starts. You just start asking these kind of things. You'll, the, the feeling of peace and confidence and clarity that will come into your head and your heart. The moment you start having some introspective thoughts around these three things will blow your mind. Right? I'll have people ask me all the time, well, what am I supposed to do in this situation? It's like, well, are you in the right space? Well, no. Well, once you get in the right space, you'll actually know what to do. You'll know what to say. Now, another one thing we brought up um, is a good story around this. This one to chew on that's a really good example of helping a child be accountable, humble, and honest is actually out of the Bible with the prodigal son. Okay. And we were looking at that earlier. Why, why for you is that story a really good one in a parent helping a kid be accountable, be honest, you know, be humble? What, what did that father do or understand that made that happen? Because that kid definitely came back different than he left. Yeah, I've thought about that story a ton because that would be so hard for me, both the sending off and the receiving back, <laughs> right? But the it makes me think too of, that's why sometimes as a therapist or a coach working with a high schooler age around addiction, a lot of times the humility part is lacking because they haven't reached the point where they're in enough pain or yeah. in enough like, okay, you know what? They haven't been sitting in the pig slop or whatever. Yeah, their marriage hasn't fallen apart because of their pornography addiction. Yeah. Or right? they yeah. 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 One thing for me that stands out in that is I love that he let the kid go make some choices. Oh, for sure. And That's he was not there at all. It's like, okay, son, you want your money? You want to do your thing? Did this dad know that his son was kind of a goober? I'm sure. Unless the dad was blind, 
mm-hmm. or a moron. This this was not the first time this kid was probably selfish or greedy or whatever it led him to do to ask for his inheritance right away. No, his dad knew, and his dad knew that him going out. The other thing that was really impressive to me too is, do you think you think that dad was stressed while his son was gone? I don't know. <laughs> well, if it was you, how stressed would you be if, like you said, it'd well, be hard yeah, to send I the kid be. off, right? Yeah. Would you be stressed every night? What do you think your nights of sleep were like while your son's gone and you haven't heard from him? Yeah, for sure. Right? And you're mm-hmm. wondering, you have no idea what this kid's doing. So to me, this is this shows something really important. The dad and the mom in this story we don't hear about, they were willing to be uncomfortable so that their kid could learn. Right, really uncomfortable, and they were also willing to put it in God's hands. Yeah, right, because they had zero knowledge or control what was going on in their kid's life during that stretch that he was gone, but they knew that God knew, and they probably had a lot of prayers where they said, "God, please watch over our son." And they had to think about think about the choices they had to make around their trust in God, taking care of that kid. And I love I've heard you say that. Um, <clears throat> It wasn't what it because you said what did he what did the dad give the son and in my mind it immediately goes to the money mm-hmm. right but it was that he gave him the ability to choose yep. to make choices. We've talked about this before over and over. And we see this all the time. Is what are the reasons that parents aren't willing to do that? What are the reasons that parents will hold on too long or too much? What are the reasons they're not willing to let their kid make choices and. And this is one of those moments we're not going to list them all. You know what I want for the listeners? As a listener, I want you to just ask yourself, what are the reasons you might have a hard time letting your kid make choices? What are you holding on to? What is it about you that not allow your kid? My daughter the other day said, hey, dad, can I drive? Okay, she's 13. I'm like, no, you can't drive. And and then I was like, wait a minute, why don't I let her drive? Because I was I, like, Tim had my kids yeah. driving at 12. Well, I know. <laughs> I was driving at 8. Yeah, the rule is as soon as your legs are long enough to mm-hmm. push on everything down there, the brakes and the gas, then you can drive. Well, my daughter's really tall. She mm-hmm. was probably tall enough at 9 to drive. And then, But then I, but then I stopped and was like, oh, I'm afraid she's going to crash my truck. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what she's doing. I don't have time right now. I, it was all, it had nothing to do with her. The reason I told her no and not let her have that opportunity to learn was 100% me, 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 all the way around. To be able to look at yourself like that and to answer the question you just asked them to ask themselves Mm -hmm. will require, it requires us to have some humility. I was just going to say, oh, wait, hold on. What does it require? (laughs) Humility, honesty, and accountability, right? And you're you're 100% right. No way we can really do it. How many times has a kid been asked to do something that their parent is obviously not doing? Yeah, and that just never works. That's what I was talking about earlier about coming from a place of integrity. Of If you're going to require your kid to be honest and humble, you can't be living a life that's... Void of that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's one question maybe we all ought to ask ourselves. If how many times have I asked my kids to do something that I'm not doing? And more importantly, what effect has that had on my relationship with my kid? And that is one thing I see constantly that people aren't really aware of. And it's a big, big deal. Because I'll tell you what, it doesn't take till they're adults for them to see through 
you and I when we're off. Oh, even kids are no really perceptive that Man, way. Yeah, my eight year old calls me out all the time. So they know what's going on. They can feel it. They can see it. Yeah. So just being mindful and even teaching your kids these three things, because we always want to help our kids be evaluating themselves, becoming aware, being aware. So they're less likely to delude themselves, but just teaching them, it empowers them to be able to look at things in their own life because they're always, if they're always used to just you telling them things to get them to be able to start looking and asking, okay, am I this? Am I this? Cause I think about, and I've told this story before, but I've had lots of different speaking of the high school clients, the mom wants them to get better. So they bring them to me, but the kid's not totally ready to let go of the thing. Yeah, right. So yeah. finally, after, you know, the kid keeps pushing back and, and won't, isn't quote unquote getting better. You know, she, this one mom I'm thinking of in particular just took all his vape pens, took his phone, took everything and just said, here, here it is. I'm giving it back to you. Like you can, you can have it. You, this is your life. You can. And it was one of the healthiest moves in terms of the kid was like, well, wait, do I want this? Do I want, then he could start looking at, instead yeah. of just fighting mom for the thing, I know this is more specific to like high school and middle school age than it would no, as a college. No, but it still works for adults. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think just helping them realize it's theirs and not. You know what I think about Romeo and Juliet? Those two morons <laughs> chose what they chose because of their parents. But if they were just like, hey, go ahead. You can be with him. You'll realize. Let's have him provide for you. You know, like if the parents would have just been, you guys want to date, that's fine. Go ahead and date and figure, you know what I mean? Like, but what made Romeo and Juliet want each other so bad? And it's the same thing that makes somebody want to go to their addiction. It's that things you're not supposed to have or you can't have. You always want those more. Right. Um, I love that, too. That's I'm a big fan of like, hey, here, go ahead. Chew on it for a little while. And see what happens. I, and I think if it's done with a bunch of spite, it loses some of oh, its absolutely. effect. So it has to be done with like a neutral, yeah. I love you. You are capable. You get to choose your life. It, that has a totally and different. I, I would add this though too. In those scenarios, that's also where you ramp up boundaries between you and your kid. You can have all this stuff, but just so you know, you can't have it here. Yeah. So here's your stuff, but then you need to find somewhere else to live. Like you need to find somewhere else to go because it's not happening here. You know, I've, I know a set of parents, they did that with their son and they said, okay, you're going to choose that stuff, but here's our boundaries in our house. And that stuff doesn't come in our house, doesn't do it. And to this day, that kid still talks to his parents and he's learned his own boundaries. He was, he still will come to them. He still is around them. That stuff is still a part of his life. But what's interesting is he figured it out on his own. It wasn't him fighting against the man or fighting against his parents. It was just like, so just a final thing for today. I think if you want a really easy way to, well, it's not going to be easy, but it is simple. Sit down with, if you want your kid to be exposed to this, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. I want my kids to do this. Here's the best way you can do this. Sit down with your child and say, hey, I'm going to ask you a couple really hard questions and I just want you to be really honest and I'll receive whatever you say. I'm going to tell you three words and I want you to share with me if you feel like I'm doing these three things. Am I honest? And if not, or if so, can you please give some examples where you've experienced me being honest or dishonest so I know? Am I humble? And then do the same thing. Where have you seen me be humble and where have you seen me not be humble? You know, what's the third one? I'm having a brain fart right now. Accountable. Or am I accountable? <laughs> there it is. 
And then literally let your kid tell you if they've seen those things in you and just be, because Sean, if a parent's willing to do that, what are they going to show their kid in that very conversation? All of those things. All of those things. I remember one time I asked my kids, I was my twins when they were in middle school, or and I just said, hey, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our relationship? You know, and I was like, oh no, oh no, what's the answer going to be? I was like, so afraid. And they were like, a six. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but I, I didn't respond like that yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. I did, but I was like, okay, tell me why. What yeah, is, tell it, me more. it was more yeah. like, but putting like a simple, like, give me a number of where you feel like yeah. we're at, but it felt scary to ask. Oh, I like that. That's an I, easy way to ask it too. If you're not sure, ask it on a scale of one to 10, how honest am I? You know, how humble am I? <laughs> And then tell me more. Or or just how our relationship is or whatever yeah. the question is, because that requires, it's it's scary. Anyway. No, all right. Absolutely. I, I should do that one again. I haven't done that one for a long time. <laughs> yeah. My, my, I do this all the time. The problem is with me is I'm too okay with my weaknesses. My kids are like, well, you do this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I probably should be more <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's not good. I should probably not do that. <laughs> hey, which I will speak into. If you are a parent that is good at owning your stuff. Yeah. Okay. The don't just be mindful that, well, if, if you're good at owning your stuff as a parent, you say, Hey, I'm sorry. I realized I messed up here or I was this, but then if this is just something I've noticed creeping up for myself and a few other parents Mm -hmm. that I've been talking to lately that kid, don't let your kids take advantage of that to the point where they're kind of then jabbing at you and using it against you. (laughs) So if that is you, um, just be mindful of like, don't, it's not something to be walked on. That is not. Don't make yourself a punching bag. Yeah. That's just because you're aware of your flaws. No, that's a good one. That's a, that must be a mom thing. Cause if my kids gave me crap for, I'd be like, I would be like, wait, what did you just say? (laughs) You know, right back at you. He's like, you want to do this? (laughs) Moms are so sweet. (laughs) All right. Well, we hope this was helpful. Until next time, keep going. You're doing a great job, unless you're not trying. And if you're not trying, you're not doing a great job and start trying. So until next time, we'll see you then. 